coming live from the Fly Studio in Commerce Township. It's the Fulfilling Life's Yearnings Podcast! And I'm your host, Blake Giovanni Thomas Soule. And if you're ready to be your best by writing the script of your life to whatever you want it to be and taking action on your dreams, then this is the podcast for you. It's time to enter the fly zone. What's up, everybody? It's the fly host you love the most, and I'm back with another episode of Fulfilling Life's Yearnings. Guys, if you've listened to that last episode I had with Vernon Maxwell, you're definitely going to want to tune in to this one as well. Today's guest is a leader in the conscious business movement, and she's on a mission to help change the habits, patterns, and behaviors of our global community through consciousness, social entrepreneurship, and collaboration. And she does this through her events, coaching programs, videos, podcasts, speaking, and personal philanthropic endeavors. And she is also an, an ambassador for Women's Entrepreneur Day for New Zealand and Bridge the, Ca- uh, excuse me, Bridge the Gap Project, an organization that supports marginalized youth. And she is committed to sharing the trends and benefits in all things conscious business living and leading so without further ado guys let me welcome on emily gallagher aka the conscious boss what's up emily how you doing woo, woo, woo. hey hey i'm so good thank you so much for having me here i'm super excited to jam with you Absolutely. Oh, I love that word, Gem. See, it's it's cool when you have someone from a different part of the world come on because because <laughs> then you start learning all this all this new lingual. Like I I had a, a couple years ago a friend that I met from South Africa, right? And you said you went to the gym this morning, and he would always say, "Hey, let's go gymming," and I was like, "Dude, <laughs> I." love that word and i've been using it ever since so yeah emily um guys as you can tell uh emily is from somewhere else she's from new zealand and and so we're gonna have this cool show today but just for starters emily um i I know i kind of went through that bio but i'm always so fascinated just to hear people's journey let's start with that um what has been your journey to you know where you are now yeah, so it's such a big question and it's always hard to know which details are relevant to people and where different people are at. But um, so yeah, I mean, I've had Conscious Boss since the very, very end of 2014, but it's only really been something that's felt particularly meaningful over the last maybe 16 months. Um, so for me, I always had this inkling that I wanted to have a business. So uh, through my business, Conscious Boss, what I do is I work with uh, women primarily in the wellness industry, conscious business space. So like, you know, ethical fashion labels, uh, people that are on a mission to change the world with their businesses, really, um, aspiring coaches, things like that. And I work with them and helping them launch their businesses. So for me, I've always known that I want a business. Like from a young age, I can kind of remember having um, I don't know if I knew it was going to have a business, but I had that drive for like, I like my old, the dream that I can remember having was I wanted to be a CEO of a multinational corporation, <laughs> which I definitely don't want to do now. But 
um, you know, I kind of had this career focus, this kind of business focus from a young age. And um, I went to, I've got a business degree. I studied business and economics at university. Um, but then it was probably around about when I was about 24, so I'm um, 30 now. Um, I started getting quite into personal development. My uh, my father passed away and my brother was also a coach. So I think kind of me getting involved in personal development and seeing that coaching was around. And this was like six years ago. It was definitely starting to grow, but it wasn't as big as it is now. Um, and then just sort of through that journey, I traveled a lot. And then I had a network marketing business for a while because it was like health and wellness and business. And that kind of was like my segue into sort of having my own business. Um, and it was through through that and just kind of piecing the threads together that I ended up now with my business. That's like the really high level, <laughs> quick. Um, no, definitely. Quick and, it, and it's one of those things like I've noticed and just from going on my own personal journey, like there was all, there's always been something from the people that I've talked with where, you know, something happened and it like, in a way woke them up or realized that, you know, there was something more, um, that they should be doing or, or pursuing what, uh, what their purpose is. And, and for you, you said, you know, your father passing away and, and you got involved with the, the self-development and, and personal development, um, world and started coaching because your brother was doing that. Now, now when you're, when you're waking up, right. And, and coming on a podcast or or even doing your own show like what what is the purpose that's you know that's driving you know um right now i'm 26 and been doing my show for uh two years now and i'm waking up every day because i want to encourage and inspire people to fulfill their life's yearnings and i do that through creation so what is that for you that's that's been that driving force to say yeah this is what i'm going to make my life's work and regardless of what happens, I'm going to go for it. Yeah. I love that. It's a great question. Um, and congrats on two years. That's amazing. Thank you. And 20, you have like the world ahead of you. It's such a good age. <laughs> um, so for me, I think it's one of those things that changes with time. Like when I was just trying to figure it out, it was like, oh, I really want to work this business out and I want to have, you know, freedom for me is like my biggest value. So that's something I'm always creating and chasing and, and driving for to feel free. So I think I've always had that drive. And it was just, you know, until you're trying to get something off the ground, until it's like off the ground, your biggest mission is to try and get something off the ground. And then, you know, now that it's really like it has a life of its own and it's really in an amazing place, for me, you know, the mission has really become a big part of it now. So now I'm really committed to, you know, having my business be a business that's help that helps change the world through my mission, like through the way that I stand up for things, the way that I can afford to do things. So for example, I was just in Africa for three weeks, you know, volunteering in villages. Like that's something I can do because of, I have a business, you know what I mean? And being a channel for helping people realize that, you know, a, they can fulfill their life's yearnings and also that through doing that, they can also make a positive impact in the world. So, you know, social entrepreneurship and businesses that are really about creating change, that's, you know, who I work with, that's what I promote, that's what I talk about, that's kind of my my main message is really about empowering people to be about something bigger than themselves. So, you know, that's like, okay, 
if you have a business, like how is what you're doing creating a positive change for your community? For you know, what are you going to do with the profits? Like how can you be about something that's contributing positively to our society as opposed to just you know being in business to make money? And I love that. And you know, um, for everyone listening in, I saw Emily on you know Instagram, and that's how I actually reached out to her because that's. Um, that's, you know, I, I just love that platform because you get to see so mm-hmm. many people, you know, from around the world and, and just bridge that gap through the messaging feature. And, mm-hmm. and I'm glad that you brought up, you know, wanting to be able to help businesses figure out, you know, what, what direction they're going in. And I did notice the other day, you know, how you had your, your, your free business building workbook. And, mm-hmm. and with that, can you just talk a little bit, um, like a little strategy, like when you're meeting with uh, an entrepreneur who has a business idea, what are like some of those first initial things that you're really helping them get clarity about? Yeah, good question. So, I mean, I work with people more at that earlier stage um, is just really helping them get because for me, and I always say this to my clients, like that stage is always the hardest. Like I think that stage is the hardest because it's like, before you've really solidified what you're doing, who you're doing it for, what you're going to charge for it, you know, what you even do. Like there's so, there's, there's just so many questions. There's so many unknowns. You have no idea what to charge. You have no idea how much money you can make. You have no idea how to kind of forecast. You have no idea how to, um, you know, no one even knows you're in business. So there's no accountability. So like, and that's why I do the work that I do with my program, Conscious Boss Bootcamp, because I get people from that stage out of it into like launch and revenue mode way sooner because I stayed in that place for so long. Like I spent like two years probably in that place for like trying to, you know, I don't, or maybe like a year and a half, like what am I doing here? I don't know how to do what I'm doing and trying to learn stuff off the internet and trying to like put stuff into play. But it was just, there's so many things to figure out. So I really work with people to just firstly get really clear on, you know, what value they can provide and what service they can bring to the market. Um, also a big one for me, obviously, because of the conscious business thing, is like why? Like why do you want to have this business? What like what about this could be about something bigger? Like and so there's people that, for example, might have a coaching business for people who get bullied at work because they got bullied at work and they want to support people going through that or people who have gone through domestic violence or people that, you know, like bringing some kind of mission into the business um is really really powerful so i'll try to dig that out as well and then it's really just sort of simple things like figuring out who your client's going to be like what the problems are for them that you solve uh, a lot of people start to talk about they pitch their products um as opposed to solving problems and so that's just a really big shift in actually making sure that people are talking to their clients in a way that are solving their problems as opposed to here's my product because people don't buy that they buy solutions right um and then it's things like i help people with collaboration so obviously i love collaborating so but i see this being done wrong all the time um so helping people with that formula and creating you know collaborative um, energy in their business and um yeah sort of like simple things like and, and really also creating the plan um breaking it down and putting it into action Right. That is very helpful, too, because, I mean, obviously, we've all been there. We're going through those initial stages and and just like you're as you're getting into it, your ideas about what you want to do and getting more clarity um, starts to come out the more you've been active. But like talk about, you know, your your own journey. You just said you came back from Africa and being able to help out over there. Um, 
for you in particular with, you know, coaching and, and being able to put your message out there, like how have you, um, been able to, you know, position yourself and, and, and navigate that, that unknown territory to actually have an impact and, and for people to realize you do have a business and that you can provide these, um, services to them? Mm, yeah. Great question. I mean, I think it's that question, you know, it's like visibility, right? How do you be, how can you be seen and, and have people find you? And to be honest, it's like, you know, I always say this, there's no like magic formula, right? It's like, right. you don't have all the bells and whistles. Like you don't have to have 10,000 followers on Instagram to have a, a solid business and like all of the stuff that I hear a lot of people thinking they need before they're going to be successful. Um, and you know, it's just so not true. Like I, for example, a big part of what I do is my my events, Conscious Boss Click, which is or Click if you're in North America, um, and so that's been a really big part of what's built my business and my brand, which is like an, a networking event. So I have bring the community together, and we have panel like speakers who speak to us about conscious business and how to grow business and bringing people together as a community. Um, but that started at the very end of 2015 as an event just with some of my friends. Like I would give flowers to the speaker and we would have like raw treats. It was like $10 on the door. Like it was a very small scale thing just to like connect some of my friends. And eventually it was something that built a really big part of my brand. You know, I've had events now with like 150 people with them in Australia, you know, with the really amazing speakers. And that's been something that has grown me, I think, because it was tangible, because I was in the real world. Like, you could kind of touch it. Do you know what I mean? Um, like, it wasn't about me either. Mm. It was about community and about bringing people together. But because I was the center point in that, um, and that was just momentum, you know? Like, it was pro- probably took a year before that really felt like it was going anywhere, you know? So, to be honest, it's just really, like, staying like being committed to staying the long game in your business like you have to be willing to be in this until you figure it out because it's just like you will figure it out and it will change and grow but like it's not an overnight thing you just have to literally be committed to and and, you know you can have massive growth like I've had massive growth this year you know I've gone from twenty thousand dollars last year to like a multiple six-figure year in like a matter of you know only a number of months but it's not like I started my business then and, and that happened. It was like I was working before that. So it's really just honestly being in it to win it. Like you've got to stay in this game until you figure it out. No, I love that. And just, you know, tracking, you know, tracking your, your Instagram feed and, and, and seeing the different people you're connecting with, like Preston Smiles and even in Lewis House. Uh, mm. What, what sort of, impact have you noticed you know and just from being on instagram and like what what's your your strategy for you know putting out your content because you'll see so many different things up there but what's just that overall message that you're communicating um through that platform yeah i mean i love instagram it's the best i mean you know we connected to instagram like it's just so it just really makes the, the community so small and just feels like everyone's really accessible so i i love instagram um in terms of my message my message is always you know similar to, i mean just core messages of the brand which mm-hmm. is like collaboration. it's about community it's about business it's about keeping on going it's about belief like you know it's, so those messages are always threaded in there and i always um you know if i'm sharing something about me it'll still i always like to try and then relate it back to how that's relevant to someone else um but it's just kind of quick like motivation and just reminding 
for to keep going with the journey really. Um, crazy strategy for Instagram. Um, like something that's really, really powerful now is just being as real and as raw and as authentic as possible and just like not being trying to be so perfect, you know, like people are so over that and so just like demoralizing, just seeing total fiction. And so I think like the more real you can be with your community, the better. And sometimes it can be scary, but I always find that I get the most engagement and the most um, connection when I'm super, super raw on there. Right, because I can remember just watching like your 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 Instagram story and and just cracking up with the the different adventures you've been going on. I was like, damn, she seems really cool. Let's let's reach out and see if we can and and connect. And um, nope. and for even for you, like just being um have your own podcast, like what. Like, what was the inspiration for you doing it? I know because it's, it's the conscious movement, but um, also like like the content that you're wanting to put out on there. What's what's your focus for having your own guests? Like, what's what do you got mm-hmm. to talk about on your show as well? Yeah, good question. So <laughs> it's a bit tragic because I've had my podcast for two years, and I think mm-hmm. I've done about twelve episodes. Okay, it's, I'm quite sporadic with it, but um. But I, my intention for next year is to be a lot more consistent with all of my content. I'm a little bit random. But um, I just love connecting with inspiring people. I went through a bit of a process, um, a bit of a stage of – and I'm still like really passionate about it. I tend to be drawn more to guy speakers than women speakers. I think I need to have some more women on my podcast, to be honest. But um, I really got really passionate about the masculinity and femininity conversation for a while there. And I was having conversations with a lot of guys around that. So I had Preston on there and we spoke about that. That's what Lewis and I spoke about. And a lot of my other male speakers on there, um, we kind of dived into that conversation because I just find it really interesting. Um, and, you know, I work with women primarily in business, but um, and you know, that can sometimes be quite a masculine energy and, and women tell me about wanting, you know, passionate relationships. So it still feels like a very relevant conversation and it just really interests me. Um, but also the people that I think, you know, that I consider conscious business people and living amazing lives and highlighting that. So it's really just like conscious conversations, you know, no BS, just like real raw, um, no matter what we're talking about. Yeah, that, that's, that has been like something since it's been really huge uh, over in our country right now, and and just like keeping keeping up with it, and and just seeing how that how those roles begin to like manifest themselves into like not yeah. only the workplace but and 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 everyday relationships. So so what is so what is your take on um on that masculine and 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 feminine relationship, and um where do you where do you see um, the the future for it going? Yeah, and I mean it's such an it's such a big question. Mm-hmm. My main stance on it really is that I think that um, I think that there can be a tendency to have a, a, a sort of um, us or them mentality, which I really don't like. I guess want to be a part of. So I think sometimes women can get very strong on the kind of female empowerment movement but at the detriment of like this means that we're kind of like kind of in an attacking sense on men and I think that that's really dangerous territory um so I'm all for obviously women having equal rights and and uh, women rising up and I think that the big shift that is going to help change the world is a feminine shift but also that doesn't mean woman 
it means men embodying their their feminine and it means women embodying their feminine more because women have become more masculine as well. So it's more of like a mass, like actually masculine and feminine, not men and women. So I think that it's just um, having more of an awareness around that and also, you know, awareness and compassion. I think that compassion for the men in their wounded masculine and also women looking to develop more of their feminine because I think we have come a little masculine as well. So it's a really interesting conversation. Um, I just like to stay away from kind of the us and them part of it, if that makes sense. Oh, 100%. Right. Just just having yeah. that awareness of, you know, the like your your role in the situation and, and being able mm. to to empathize with with uh other people and not just have so such a hard stance on no this is the way it should be and that's all I'm gonna see, right? Just keeping an open mind. Yeah, totally. And yeah. then like and it's, then like it's a conversation that could be the whole podcast in itself. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> and and just going back and that just goes back to consciousness, right? Uh for you, um and I know you also talk about you know, helping people deal with fear, you know, anxiety and, and the such, like what, what, what is the solution or like even some tip strategies that you use? Um, like, cause we all have those moments, right? Nervousness, jitters, butterflies, whatever you want to call them. How do you, uh, deal with being able to push yourself, you know, past those, uh, walls of resistance? Yeah, that's a good question here. Um, for me, I think it's, um, I think we all have, you know, strengths in different areas of our life, you know, mm -hmm. so like for, for me in business, like I'm now a little bit, you know, I'm a lot more, um, comfortable in the uncomfortable there, you know, but I think there's other areas of our life where, you know, we're not always an ace in every single area of our life. So, but in business, for example, for me, I'm so committed to the mission and I'm so passionate about what I do. And, you know, that also has grown with time because I think that that some, sometimes can be intimidating for people to think that they need to be a thousand percent committed and invested like straight from the get go. Like, you know, I am now because I'm so entrenched in the business, but it wasn't always like that. But I always was, you know, kind of playing the long game with the business. And so I think that when you're really emotionally attached to something, um, you really, and you have the big vision for it. You know, I have a really big vision. So I know that I know that these uncomfortable situations are just gross. Like I know that I need to go through that to keep moving. So it's like kind of just a total no brainer. Like uh, something I just always say yes to things like before even thinking, how would I do that? I'm like, yeah, I'm going to do that. <laughs> and then I figure it out, you know, because if I, if it feels truly aligned, um, you know, a no out of fear is just like such a retreat. And, and so it's just, I just say yes and figure it out as I go. And I know there'll be nerves, but like even my events, I've done like 22 events now and I still get nervous every. Um, and I think that sometimes the, the misconception is people will come up to me and be like, Oh, you're so confident. I'm like, no, I'm actually really nervous. Um, and people think you have to be like fully confident before you start because they perceive people doing it as like, having no fear and being fully in it, but it's like, there's still the fear. It's just choosing to move through it. Um, so it's like kind of like an invitation, you know? Right. Exactly. And that goes back to like being aware that it's, it's our amygdala, you know, that, mm. that, that 
that small part of our brain that used to protect us and keep us alive back when we were, you know, cavemen and cavewomen to protect us from dying, essentially. So it doesn't like the attention, the uncertainty, and 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 being in those positions where you have to make a decision. So it tries to protect us from that, but just being aware that it's there, you know, makes all the difference. But I also wanted to, um, you know, talk a little bit about failures, right? Because that, the, the people I talk with, that's always one of the the biggest things that keeps them from moving forward, right? They don't want to have a, do something big and then like have an epic failure. Uh, what have your epic failures been like? Anything in particular to you that sticks out? Oh, epic failures. I mean, I think that for me, because I really don't, um, I don't ever really see things as failure because okay. I think that um, I feel like it's always moving you forward. So I never really think of things. I think because failure can feel so finite, like it's mm. ended. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that for me, it's like, you know, I've many things. Cause I got asked this question the other day actually on a podcast, but and I didn't, don't think I gave a very good answer, but I think because I don't really look at it like a failure. So I think that like for sure, I've had many things not work out, many things like not go to plan, um, you know, nothing that crazily sticks out. Um, maybe like when I first, when I first started building my business, I think it was in 2015, I was trying to follow this. Um, I'm not sure if you've heard of Jeff Walker, but he's got this thing called the product launch formula and I was trying to just follow all his free videos and set up like a video launch and like click funnels membership sites and like all of the stuff like totally on my own like trying to launch this course um and I think like I yeah did this whole thing and I did a webinar and like just did so much promotion and I think I got like two people sign up and it was like two hundred dollars or something it was ridiculous um and I was like oh my god like what am I up to um but now you look back at that and just laugh because it's just you've got to like you've got to just try things, you know. And it definitely didn't go like how I would have thought. Um, but there's lots of things, you know. I had a membership site that I launched and I ended up shutting down. Like it's just trying things mm-hmm. and like being willing to be in the game and then just take the lesson and keep moving. No, I love that. So since you're not looking at them as as failures, then then what's your framework um, for viewing those moments? Just experiments, tried it move on yeah i mean i think it's like you know things are always going to change so it's like who you were when you did something um then you're going to be different and when you try to do something else so it's just like okay cool that seemed like a good idea at that time it was super aligned now it's not so much so what do i need to do to um, move forward or pivot or you know do i want to keep rolling with it or do i want to change something um and it's just so it's all part of the journey. Like if we expect everything to be perfect, like we're just, it's, you know, it's easy to get into that mindset. Like I'm launching something at the moment. It's taking way longer than I thought. And I'm just like, it's like people who, who, who build houses, you know, mm-hmm. you, I'm not sure if you watch those shows and you're just like, of course you're going to be over budget and over time. Like this is how it is. But like, they're always surprised. But as right. watch it, of course, it's like the same thing. You just like expect it to be like under budget and on time. And like, I just feel like it never yeah, is. We're going to knock this one out real quick. Yeah, totally. Like, oh, I know thing. There's just always so many more parts, and like that's something that I'm learning. Like, that's one of my learnings. Is I'm one of those people that's like, yeah, cool, got got an idea, let's go. And then it's like, there's always so much more back end that you need to make happen before that. Sometimes it's just like not actually worth doing. Um, so that's one of my my learnings in life. Um, but yeah, it's just. And again, I think it's that long game thing. Like, if you have that short term view and that kind of like transactional basis in the business, like. 
I'm going to do this and I want this result. And if it doesn't happen, then like I'm out, you know, mm-hmm. um, cause that's just never how it goes. So you have to be like, okay, cool. Tried that. So then when I come across that similar situation in the future, I'll now be more equipped with like what would be the best decision. Um, so it's just like, but if you think you're going to tap out, then, you know, unless it's like it's successful or I'm out, then you're less likely to go through that stuff with a positive mindset. Right. You know, it's like if I, if I had a piece of paper and, and so many times people view it as like, like you were saying, start to finish straight line, I'm going to run this race and, <laughs> and we're going to get there. Right. But in reality, it's like you might go a little bit forward, like a little bit little bit part of a straight line and it's like a bunch of swiggly circles of of going back and forth a little bit and then learning something new and then being able to start moving forward again so just like heisening every single day um towards what it is that we're wanting to work on and like you even said a couple times it's just being flexible and and being able to adapt right what you knew at the beginning isn't or even the place that you're in isn't the same place that you're going to be in after you've gone through something now you have a little bit more yeah. knowledge and you can and a little bit more foresight so it's not the same you who views um information um after you've gone through mm-hmm. it now you have this new perspective to help you move forward totally totally it's all it's like that you know that meme that goes <laughs> that like meme of like life of an entrepreneur i'm sure you've seen it but it's like exactly that squiggly line thing and it's like one day you're like yes i'm the king of the world like i'm on it and then the next is like what the f am i doing like why did i do this like that is real like that is real (laughs) so but yeah we just kind of sometimes like get in get in our own way and assume that it's all going to be all good all the time but like even if you worked in a job like that's not how it goes you have shit days at a job and bad times and you know so I'd much rather be doing it in something that I'm creating, um, you know, because it's going to happen anyway. Exactly. Right. Why, why do something you can yeah. suck at and not really enjoy, or you could do something that you really, truly have a passion and purpose for. But that also leads me to like uh, the next question, right? And you're huge with consciousness. And we talked about that a little bit earlier on, but for you with this, this consciousness movement, um, and I'm seeing that pop up all over and, and people who just have like these in, incredible messages and, and, and their vibe to me that when I watch it is so phenomenal. It's always helping me think like, duh. Yeah, of course that makes perfect sense. Right. Where do you see, um, what do you see as your role in, in this consciousness movement and, um, and the events that you want to um, do coming up, is it more workshop based for you guys to connect and talk on your businesses or are you guys actually doing like habits as far as yoga or even like visualization techniques? Yeah, cool. Big question. Um, so for me, I mean, I think that my part in the movement for sure is the business side. So it's mm-hmm. like really, really because, um, you know, millennials now, I mean, everybody wants to be mission driven, right? right. You yeah. know, People are conscious consumers now. They want to be doing a life that means something. So that generally means, you know, yes, working for conscious businesses that are sprouting up, but a lot of the time it means also starting their own thing. So I think my my role is really like fanning the flames of like having business really be stepping into that place of like what is about this that's bigger than you? Like how are we contributing? How, you know, it has to really be threaded into businesses now. Um, A, because that's really great for all of us, but also B, 
consumers are also looking for that more now too. So like it's smart business as well. Um, and so that's really my kind of point. Also, I see a really big part of my role is just being super, super real and honest. Like I'm, I try to keep things not really glossy all the time. Like I try to be pretty raw and like open about most things because I think, it, you know, that's really important. Like I don't want to just be like, hey, I've done this business and it's just been so easy. It's like, oh, this is what actually happened. This is how like this is times where I feel really shit. Like and really being honest about the journey um, and also collaboration. So collaboration is like my favorite thing ever. Um, and so, you know, really for me as well, it's about, I say like fanning the flames of collaboration. So it's like empowering people to remember and to act in a collaborative way in the sense of like, you know, especially on social media and stuff, it can be so easy to go into that like competitive mindset and, you know, that's already been done. So I can't do it. And like trying to pull people down, like in New Zealand, we have, um, in Australia, we have a, something called tall poppy syndrome. Have you heard of that? No, I haven't. Right. So tall poppy syndrome is essentially, um, New Zealand and Australia, we have it. It's, it's basically cutting people down so they don't get too big for their boots kind of thing. Mm. So there's this kind of this mentality of like stay humble, like otherwise you're going to get cut down. Um, and that's kind of similar to like the competitive thing, you know. It's like even in business, of course, like I think that you can have massive, massive businesses and still collaborate and still share and be generous. Like I make it my, um, you know, I'm super discerning as to who I have in my close circle and it's all people like most of my friends are in business pretty much. And a lot of us do similar things, but like we will still all share openly, like what's working? How could we do this better? Like how could I, what can you see that I could do better? And like what's working for you that I could use? And like, that's how it feels so good for me to like live and build my business. Um, but there's also people that aren't like that, but I make sure that that's, you know, because that's that fear mindset and it's so easy for us to naturally lean into that. And so it's super important to have people around us that are like counter that and remind us that like we can be generous and we can share and we can connect and we can all rise together. Um, so I really try to expand on that as well. Right. And it's like that, that, that learning gene and, and, and being able to say, cool, what are, what are other people doing? Who am I? surrounding myself with and in my environment and and soaking up stuff from them is this going to help help me or or hinder me and I always remember just being back back in school playing sports right the, always the objective was always beat somebody else out and yeah. and just growing up with that mentality it's like it's it's hard it seems to be hard for people to to get out of that programming or even if they're aware of it. So when you do, like you mentioned earlier, uh, and encounter people who are like that, um, how do you handle that? Yeah, it's a good question. Um, to me, it's pretty, pretty, um, it depends on the relationship. Like mm -hmm. if it's someone who, um, you know, you really, really want to nurture the relationship with, and it's someone who like, um, like previously, for example, I had someone something recently with a really, really close friend of mine who has always been in my category of like generous and loving and always share everything. And it was just like we had this kind of, I guess it was a misunderstanding or a misperception, you know, and it kind of brought up something between us. And it was just interesting. And, you know, in that moment, it was like, okay, so this is interesting. Um, but, you know, based on, our previous track record and based off of like my connection to this person, like is this someone who I'm willing to like, 
really have this conversation with and clear the air and like, you know, it was, and it was. So for me, that was like, okay, this is interesting information, but also, you know, I really love this person and previously we've shared a lot and she's always had my back. So, you know, I've kind of committed to sort of resolving that, but there's been other people where you see the true colors and it's like, okay, cool. I'm done. Like (laughs) that was enough for me to realize like, we're not a match as a friend and like people that I've been really close to. And it's been really surprising, um, you know, their reactions to things, but I'm like, you just, I don't have the space to have that impact on my mindset. Because if I have people around me who feel like it's a competition and if there's, if I get something then they can't, if they get something, I can't, that's not a nice place for me to live my life from. So it's just can't be, like I can't be around that. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. And it, and just listening to you and, and and seeing what you're saying, that that never seemed to have been a a problem for you as far as other people's opinions and like having to verify something with them first. That doesn't seem to have been uh, a thing for you. But like earlier on for me, like that was that was huge for me. Like I I really got caught up in oh, uh, what are these people gonna say about what mm. I'm doing and. And that kept me, you know, I, I say, you know, locked in my chain. I, I just couldn't break free mm-hmm. from that until, like, I really began to set up that boundaries, as you're saying, and and get clarity that, that you know what, who cares what they're saying? This is what I feel, and and I'm going to, you know, start pursuing this because this is what lights me up inside. So when you're, so when you're you know, working with people, how do you... Um, impart onto them that that important message of not relying or needing to validate themselves with what other people are saying um about them and that just the negativity that they still might be receiving and they're having a hard time like getting away from them yeah and i mean it's such a great question because everybody struggles with that Mm -hmm. and you know i think it's um i think it's one of those things that uh, like, cause when I started my business, like I had been, you know, I lived overseas from the age of 21 to, um, like 25. And so when I had sort of just slowly started to start my business, I didn't really know that many people back, like, you know, school people and stuff, but like, I wasn't really deeply connected to any communities when I first came back to New Zealand. And so I think that probably was helpful because it wasn't like all of a sudden these people like, who are you to do that? Like, mm-hmm. it was almost like I was relatively anonymous. So um, because of so many different transitions. So I think that that probably helped. Um, I think I probably had a, again, I think just kind of a, a relatively innate sense of just following my heart. So not really being super wound into what people would think about it. But in saying that, I think it's one of those muscles you have to continue to stretch because even like, it's like me now with a little bit more of a following, a little bit more of a brand, like you still have to be in that practice of actually, because you can then start to, almost build yourself back into that mindset of like, oh, who would I be to now do this? Because mm-hmm. now more people are watching me. So you have to constantly, I think, like flex that muscle of just being the place of, um, you know, I think as well, like not taking everything so seriously. Like I think sometimes we can get so serious about stuff that things feel like such a massive deal. Like, oh, who are you to do that? And what do people think of me? And it's, you know, it is a real thing, but I think it's just again coming back to being committed to your mission and again also surrounding yourself with people who like have your back like 
people who are wanting to bring you down, like they get to go. Like they, there's no room in your life for those people. If there's people that are judging you for doing a Facebook live or judging you for saying you're a coach or judging you for saying you want to make a difference, like they get to take the back door. Like there's no room for that. You know, so you have to find your community of people who support you because that will make such a massive difference. Like huge. Yeah, that is, that is so true. So, so that, that is a great point. And just talking about not taking things so, so serious. Uh, what, what are those things since you have this lifestyle and you said one of your, uh, so focuses is, is freedom, right? How does that, mm-hmm. How does that play a role in, in what you're doing for fun, like these different adventures? What is what does that look like for you? Yeah, I mean, it's it is a balance in terms of because I can get very it's hard to know where the line is between work and play sometimes because. Mm-hmm. For example, I just traveled for six months, you know, all around the world. A lot of that was work, but I mean, also a lot of that was play. I mean, I was traveling the world. I was going to Burning Man. I was in Hawaii. I was all over the place. So it's hard to know when the lines stop, but I am pretty good at, um, like, for example, I went and saw the doctor the other day and just saying I was quite tired a lot of the time. And so now I'm just starting to actually put some more structure around, um, you know, because of that freedom thing, sometimes it can be really, I can be resistant to structure. But there's also that whole saying of like freedom through discipline, right? So like actually I'm pretty good in the morning because like I don't usually like do anything before 10, like work related. I'll make sure like I get up, I slowly start the day, I dance or I work out, have a swim, those kinds of things. And that makes me feel nice and free. I don't feel like I'm racing for anything. And also now at nighttime, I've started turning my phone off. So even those little things are really, really big. And like I took the whole weekend off last weekend to just like sit to myself. I'm not going to like open my computer this whole weekend. Like I'm seeing friends and, um, but to be honest, like I feel free every day, like being able to live my life like that and being able to just book trips, you know, I'm going to Vanuatu randomly for a week and just decided the other day, like that's just kind of how I live my life. Um, and you just kind of have to fit in your work around. <laughs> like I'm, like I'm this, I'm the person that says yes to most things like adventure wise. So it's just knowing that like that's how I'm going to be and, you know, I, I naturally have a lot of fun in my life because of that. Of course, right? You're you're not like most oh, sure, who are, are, are saying no to <laughs> to opportunities that 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 come up, but you're you're placing those those fun things centered around it. But you're also making that conscious decision yeah. to say, all right, cool. Just came back from traveling for six months and I'm just gonna take this time to just do nothing or hang out with friends and unwind a little bit and then get back to it no I I I definitely love that so that that's cool that you get to do that and you're following that uh no matter what that's that's incredible I do want to go to Burning Man in in the future uh what Cause I, I mean, I see it all the time on, on Instagram and, but like, <laughs> yeah. what is it like being there? Just, just, just that experience. It was, it, was it more just people vibing or you're just connecting and, and, and doing stuff for, for business purposes too? Um, it definitely wasn't business purposes yep. for me. I mean, <laughs> I mean, it's one of those things that's like, it's, it's so hard to explain. Mm-hmm. And like, even though I was explained certain things, like I was still like, what is this place? Like, it's crazy and wild. And I feel like, I feel like you almost need one Burning Man to know how to do Burning Man. Like, I'm like, the next time I go, it's going to be so different. Um, 
And it's just a really interesting experience. I mean, it's like 70,000 people. There's all kinds of everything. There's literally nothing there that like, it's all kinds of crazy, um, but amazing. It's just, it's just so hard to describe. Like you just have to go. Like it's a full on, full on situation to go though. Like we were organizing it when I was like, tra- like the last six months, like I'd barely been one place for longer than a couple of weeks. Like mm. I was three weeks in Hawaii and three weeks in Africa and everything else was like a couple of days here and there. And I was trying to like, my girlfriend was like organizing a bunch of stuff because I'd never been. She's like, we need this and we need tent and we need food. And they're like this. And she was calling me and FaceTiming me about like outfits. And it's just a very intense thing. To, it's like a job Holy to organize wow. going okay. to Birmingham. Yeah. So you have to be ready to like commit to like, <laughs> and you have to go with people who have been before. Like you couldn't go by yourself. Oh, man. Because you don't know what you need. Oh, <laughs> it's my but I'm excited to go again. That's awesome. So just yeah, just just wrapping up, uh, Emily. It's it's been badass talking with you and just getting to hear your story, what you're doing with the conscious movement, being the the conscious boss badass that you are. A <laughs> uh, couple more questions. Like, if you could sum up like a couple of things that people could do to take action, you know, like today, if they had you know, something that they wanted to pursue or even like you were talking with one of your friends and it came to you and were like, Emily, like I really want to do X, Y, Z, but all these different holdups are getting in the way. What, what would you tell them to, to light a fire under their ass and, and get them moving towards that? Yeah. Oh my God. I mean, it's a little hard to know because of like, without specifics, but normally it would be like, I mean, my, my thing, and it could be super annoying and simplistic is like, just even do it. Like, I think sometimes we so like um, overcomplicate things. Yep. For me, it's definitely find someone who can support you. Like the biggest jump in my business was when I got my coach because I was like, what do I mean? What am I even doing? And it really helped me get clarity on that. So it doesn't have to be someone paid. Like you could find someone who could maybe mentor you, um, go to events that around, like get around the idea, like whether it's, do you want to travel or whether it's, you want to start a business? Like there's so many networks and communities to like get around that and kind of really start infiltrating your reality with that new reality. Like, be around the conversation, be around people who are already doing the thing, ask people for support with it, tell people you're wanting to do the thing, like start making yourself accountable um, and like break it down. So what's the actual goal? What needs to happen for you to get there? And like put some of that stuff like in your diary. When we just kind of have this loose idea like floating around in our head, it's like this big cloud of like, it's, it's not tangible, it's not actionable. So it's like get it down, share with some people, get the support and like put it in the friggin' diary give yourself a deadline too you know like okay by this date i'm going to take my trip or by this date i'm going to have a client or i'm going to have my website or do you know what i mean like just Mm -hmm. be bold and put it down and start moving towards it bam so be bold because like (laughs) that that's great that's all that's all someone needs to hear just like dude just yeah do the shit man like just go do it right just (laughs) I i i know you can do it just Put it down, set a date, and I'm gonna push you to fucking make it happen. If that's what you want yeah. to do, that's awesome. I think it's like not like not needing the magic pill. Like, I mean, I'm more of the like just do it. Like, <laughs> there, can be, there can be sometimes in the person development world, there can be this kind of mentality or this, and I get st- stuck in it sometimes too. Of like feeling like you're so broken and there's all this work to do before you get somewhere, and it's like, oh man, there's all this stuff I've got to do before I can be successful, or oh man, all these wounds I've got to heal, and like. That like you can do all of that stuff as you go, but like you're ready right now. Get going. Like, do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Perfect. And yeah. 
And then where else can we uh, connect with you um, to, to obviously keep up with your funny Instagram stories and, and see all the other <laughs> works you're putting out? Awesome. Um, so I'm Conscious Boss on everything. So con- at Conscious Boss on Instagram, at Conscious Boss on Facebook, uh, ConsciousBoss.com. Um, also, if any of your listeners want to grab that workbook that you mentioned, my business building one, um, they can get that at ConsciousBoss.com forward slash 20K for 20 and K for what's K for kaleidoscope (laughs) 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 this is the only word that I can think of Um, so they can grab that there as well which is free love it and then the final question Emily uh, and before we get to it just want to commend you and and honor you for for pursuing your purpose and and like you said just having a phenomenal year um, this year for 2017 Um, but what is your definition of fulfilling life's yearnings Mm, mm, mm. juicy question okay so to me honestly it is following like following your whispers like wherever you get lit up it's like being brave enough to follow that and being brave enough to not have it look like what society tells you it needs to look like like there's so many ways that we're told that we need to be before we're worthy before we are successful and I think it's being brave enough to like sort of stick the middle finger up to that and just be like you know what like I get to do me and like you do you boo you know it's like do your own thing and follow what truly lights you up and and being in alignment with with that as opposed to you know what other people think it should be or it should look like and just being courageous enough to stand in that and and follow that and not and also like not not be needing it to look a certain way like being courageous enough to follow it when it doesn't make sense I think as well because often it doesn't. <laughs> so fucking incredible. I love that definition, by the way. Uh, this, it's a ramble. <laughs> and so, guys, again, I'm Blake Soule. That was Emily Gallagher, a.k.a. The Conscious Boss. You guys have been listening into Fulfilling Life's Yearnings. And as always, guys, I love you. Go out there and be fly. Yes. <laughs> Blah, 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 blah.